All right, guys, here we are for episode six. I'm Marco. I'm Connor. I'm Rachel. Ooh, she didn't even let me tune away from Marco to ask. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rachel, um, we're going to start with some basic intro stuff. So, uh, what year are you? Uh, PGY1. Excellent. You're at the end of your PGY1 year. Yes, only three more weeks now. There you go. Uh, What med school did you go to? I went to Michigan State University, the osteopathic school. And go then, Spartans. Woo. Sure. Go green. Go green. <laughs> Not a college guy. <laughs> uh, what are your future interests? Uh, I want to do cardiology and I want to stay in academic medicine. Excellent. And then what do you do in your free time? My free time. Well, my dog takes up most of that. Uh, <laughs> I live uh, right downtown, so walks on the lake, walks on the river, trying to hang out with friends and family. Long walks on the beach, enjoying Good time with family. Yeah, that's good. Nothing wrong with that. There you go. Good dating profile. <laughs> All right, kick it All off. All right, well, it, uh, it's about that time of year where we have the, the new PGY1s that are about to be coming into the program. So if you can kind of remember what it was like for you at this time, what were your feelings? Were you, uh, were you feeling nervous, excited? Kind of describe what your mindset was going into PGY1 year. I was excited um, because I was also moving to a different state and a new place that I had never lived before. Um, more more excited than nervous, but of course, with any new thing, there's always you know nerves and anxiety. But I know so many friends and, and family who are here in Chicago, which is one of the reasons why I chose you know this program. Um, of course, nervous, you know, how to do all the typical intern things, putting in orders, writing notes. Am I prepared enough to start? Um, but honestly, things just you just get into a flow and everyone is, is always so helpful and just um, getting excited to meet new people, too. And how was your first rotation? <laughs> <laughs> what was my Rachel first and I worked together, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, you yeah, were at MOD a couple of nights. You weren't very memorable. I know, clear, <laughs> clearly not. Clearly well, had were, very little learning. <laughs> there were a few different seniors rotating those couple of weeks, but I started on um, admitting nights, which when I got my schedule, I was like, oh, gosh, I'm going to have to do the whole shebang with the HMPs and admit people directly from the ED and but looking back, I think it was one of the best rotations I could have started on because I got to learn how to put in all the orders and, and you know, write the history and physicals and, and work on, you know, things I'm going to have to do for the rest of the year. And it was nice to have like that one to one, like intern to senior and someone who I could, you know, ask all those questions to the first couple of weeks. And I think it was a good transition from that moving into some of the other harder rotations. Yeah. And then I think you uh, just along with our, our guest uh, on the prior episode, um, had make you relatively early on. What was that experience like for you? Um, it was it was tough. Um, you know, I think um, everyone's nervous to have Mickey in the first half of the year just because the medicine is so complicated. I mean, at that point, you know how to put in orders, you know how to check labs and replete electrolytes, but um, everyone's really sick and, and half the patients are intubated and on all these medicines that we've never worked with before. Um, but the team is so tight knit. The attendings are, you know, always in in their room with us when we have questions. The fellows are always present. Um, the the teams are so big too, and so you can rely on, you know, other seniors from whether it's Mickey Team One, Mickey Team Two, and we were all on Mickey together. So wow, that would work. We had the best Mickey team. crew, yeah. But uh, it was quite the learning experience. Mickey was honestly one of my favorite rotations. I think I may be biased by the team, but uh, it was it was a good time. 
Yeah, it's something we touch in on a few episodes is um, you can be having a horrible month, but if you've got a good crew, it's it's kind of fun no matter oh, yeah. what. It's like suffering together or really sometimes <laughs> you're just having fun together and going into work the next day when you're tired and yep. you just have, you, you do it for the brand, do it for the crew. And uh, you kind of have some fun there. And hashtag never, never let go of the wire. Hashtag never let go of the Ooh, wire. Yeah. And the, and the, Marco's, the, Marco's famous words. <laughs> planning the uh, nighttime shift uh, dinners ahead of time, you know, when you know the crew. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, got to know where you order from. Border Taco, trying to get sponsorships here. Border Taco? Border Taco. Which one is Border Taco? It's uh, an Indian Mexican fusion that delivers to the hospital, and it's really good. I've never heard of that. How have I never heard three Three years, I've never heard of They're it. They're new. They're new. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get sponsorship. Because Chilangos is also excellent. Yeah, that's who what I was going to say. Chilangos is great. Who I have a, a border taco. <laughs> <laughs> border, border, they're never going to hear this. <laughs> I digress. But uh, yeah, the nighttime meal times are uh, they're a great time. Uh, good bonding experience where you're getting boba and you're working hard through the night and you just have something to, you know, have a good meal with some friends as you're doing it. And then... Um, so you're at the end of your PGY one year. Uh, what can you say um, is the biggest thing you've learned or most important thing you learned? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, communicate and be transparent um, with uh, across the boards with your patients, with your colleagues, with uh, multi multidisciplinary you know people, the the nurses, the techs, the discharge planners, the social workers. Um, communication is key to getting anything done and also to patient care. You know, if you're if you're not communicating those results back to patients, they hear it from someone else. You know, you're kind of the primary person taking care of them. And um, I think that's really important. And it kind of instills that like uh, patient physician relationship and um, builds relationships with your colleagues. And that's how you make these, you know, relationships over the, the three years of residency is getting to know more names of nurses and getting to know all of your discharge planners and um, it makes your job more pleasant and, and it's more efficient that way, too. Um, so I'd say that's one of the more important things I've learned. That's great. Yeah. And how would you describe your intern year? You're at the, the last month right now versus the... <laughs> 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 definitely, definitely. Who's counting? Not me. <laughs> versus uh, the, those first few months. What how, difference do you see? Um, in yourself, your ability to make decisions, uh, your comfort level in the hospital... Uh, your seniors comfort level in you um you know I think I think it's really kind of like a, a half and half like the first half of the year um you're just learning the system like it's it's not so much you learning medicine it's learning the EMR and it's learning who to call for what problem um and just how to like get your day um, done get your notes done efficiently and all that stuff but um the second half of the year you know I think and throughout the whole year you know you kind of take more responsibility for for everything whether it's your own patients whether it's starting to also learn more about your co-interns patients because as a senior you're going to have to know the whole team um so just being able to kind of um, know all of the patients on the service and um, making those decisions for yourself and everyone's there to, to run things by um, just being more comfortable with what plan you want to do and you can run it by the senior run it by the attending and you know they can say yes or no but honestly most of the times like it ends up being yeah you know I think that's a reasonable thing to do and if it doesn't work out you know you try again but um, 
just kind of trial and error. And um, you have a lot of people above you who will help you learn to make those decisions. But just taking ownership, taking more responsibility, um, and and just uh, trying to be at least take on more of a role of a senior the last few months, I think, of intern year. Yeah, that's great. And you're you're very close to that. And we'll we'll get into the PGY2 transition in a second. But just uh, one more kind of reflective question over the past year, because your your training has been unique in that it was going on during a global pandemic. What what has that been like for you? It was scary going into it um, because we were pulled out of the hospitals like I think a month before I was supposed to you know finish and without having graduation without doing a lot of those like end of the year closure things. Um, but family you know family was nervous about me starting and, and friends were nervous and and I didn't know what to expect um, because I had been out of the hospital since March before starting at the end of June. Um, but it ended up being a lot better than what I thought it was. I think like all of that anxiety kind of built up. And so what it ended up being was not as bad, but, um, you know, we, we had all of the PPE that we needed. Um, everyone was kind of up to date on all the protocols of what we needed to do. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard to not recognize like (laughs) your friend's faces. Like it's so weird to kind of sit here and, and be without masks, um, now finally, but, um, within CDC, right? Yeah, yeah, for 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 what it's worth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and not seeing your patients like cool face too is, is weird, but, um, things are getting better now and, um, I'm excited to kind of see what, what next year has in store. Hopefully things will continue to get better with the pandemic. Um, you kind of note that you had this overwhelming fear and anxiety coming in and I guess in June you know it was, it was kind of quiet and then it picked up there yeah probably worse than it did in April and March in November um, what, what, what were your thoughts because as the seniors um, we had different roles we were forwarding the care we were taking care of the whole team and um, as the interns, you know, you have your, your set of patients and you're probably closer to the families that you're, you're talking to than uh, you are as a senior. And you, it's a different level. You guys are talking to the families every day uh, while the seniors are making sure everything, you know, is in line. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like the interns always talk about what, what was their hard part during this pandemic is talking to the families. Uh, for the senior level, it was kind of dealing with, you know, everyone's dying. Yeah. Uh, what was what was your process through that, I guess? Yeah, you're right. I mean, up, I try to update families almost every day. And I remember being at the VA MICU um, kind of during the winter months um, when things were, were somewhat picking up again. And almost, I would say like 70% of our patients were COVID patients. Um, and it was really hard to update the families because they also couldn't see their family members. And so it was hard to explain the gravity of the situation without them physically seeing how sick their family member was. Um, but it also goes back to, you know, one of the more important things I've learned is just trying to be transparent. And of course, in that being empathetic as well. Um, but, but those daily updates, you know, they're, they're hard. They ask hard questions and, and, Um, You kind of circle back because it's like at the end of you explaining everything that's going on, the last, are they stable? And it's like, no, you know, you just, you kind of go in the circle with them. And and that part was really, um, 
was really troubling. And I think what got me through is just knowing everyone's kind of going through the same thing and asking others how they kind of approach it with families and um, and how they get through their days. But I mean, again, going back to like, we all enjoy each other's company and being in the same team. And um, the seniors also stepped in and, and talked with families too. And it got to those really difficult conversations, um, especially early on in the year when we weren't exactly sure how to go about that situation. Um, but it, it wasn't easy, but I think it was a really good learning experience. And now at the end of the year, when we still have these COVID patients coming into the hospital, it's gotten a lot um, easier to kind of have those um, really difficult discussions with families. And and I think, um, yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, talking to families is a, is a hard skill, especially that are they stable? Because someone without medical knowledge has a completely different view of st- stable mm-hmm. uh, when you're in the unit you're intubated your own pressors and they haven't changed in about a day yeah i guess they're, they're stable but they're still very critically ill and could turn right. you know left or right at any time so it's easy for us to say yeah i guess they, they are stable and haven't changed but it's such a different context um to somebody who doesn't have medical knowledge for us they're they're critically ill and they haven't changed in a little bit but they could die any second yeah stability to the family is Stability, right? Uh, mentally, yep. emotionally, um, and it's a, it's a hard line to walk. And, you know, every once in a while you make that mistake and you give the family too much comfort and it can be tough. Yeah. I told them that it would, I told the family that it would be okay to, to wait until tomorrow and they didn't make it until tomorrow. So that was one of the, the harder experience I had in the MICU. It's yeah. hard to judge and that's why moving forward after that, you know, I always just say sooner is better and if there's any question in my mind, you know, it's it's come in as soon as you can come in today. Yeah, I agree. Um, err on the side of caution, and because that, that last moment, even if they they can see him through the window, um, you know, a little bit of closure is is good. Yeah. 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 So you know, charging through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> You know, we, we touched in, it's, it's a unique training experience right now um, that, you know, it's once in a lifetime probably. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> True. Training moment. Um, do you think you're going to become a better doctor, worse doctor, or kind of yet to be determined because of this? It's hmm. an interesting question. Um, I mean, as you said, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I mean, the, the attendings that kind of like practice during um, the that like AIDS epidemic, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of like refer back to that and say how this is, I mean, I don't want to compare the two, but, but somewhat similar in the sense that it's a, a worldwide issue and um, it's such a unique uh, couple of years to train in. And I think that having that unique experience certainly at least adds on something, an aspect of well-roundedness, whether or not that means a better or worse physician. I mean, um, it's something to add on your plate. It's stories to tell. It's ways to connect with patients that you meet in the future who I mean, assuming they're already born, went through the same thing. And so um, it's a way to connect with patients, you know, at the very least and hard experiences all around. So I think making us more empathetic and um, all of those things, I think, uh, arguably would make you a better, better physician having to expl- uh, having to go through this, especially during training, you know, when you're learning medicine in the first place. Right. So we've talked a lot about kind of reflecting on the first year. Um, and now we, we can kind of turn the clock forward a little bit. And in less than a month, you'll be taking over your first team. Um, what, uh, what are your feelings about that? And uh, 
again, are you excited, anxious? What are the feelings you're experiencing? I'm excited. Um, I actually, surprisingly, I don't think I'm that anxious. Um, it's definitely way more anxious going into intern year. Um, but I feel in a way, I mean, this is what we prepared for this whole year. Um, and I didn't think a few months ago that I would be ready, but more and more I feel more ready to take on that responsibility. Um, as I already said, like trying in the last couple months to kind of, at least in my mind, take more responsibility for, you know, my co-interns patients, like while he or she is gone and um, taking on that role of being more responsible for more people. Um, and there's still always, you know, you're, yes, you're the leader of the team, but you know, there's still the attending, there's still the fellow, there's still your, your co-residents that you can always ask questions to. You're never alone. Um, but I'm excited to lead my own team and, and to teach, you know, the interns, to teach the medical students and to have that, um, relationship with the attending kind of being like the senior on the team. Um, all those things I've been waiting for this whole year, you know, so it's exciting to finally transition to that point. This is, I think this is the time when Marco goes to. So, you know, you, you've had a, a year under your belt, um, and you kind of described some of this already. Uh, what, what, what would you say is, is your darkest time during residency? My darkest time during residency? I, I think, um, hmm. I would say, I mean, we already kind of touched on this, but just losing, losing patients is not easy. Um, and it's been a higher volume, I think with the pandemic. Um, and it's hard to recover from, especially when it's more than one in the same day, which I know on Mickey, we've had a couple of rough nights together, you know, us sitting here and, um, those are hard to recover from, but I think what helps is just debriefing and, and thinking, what could have we done better? Um, what, you know, how could we have communicated better with other team members? How could we have talked to the family earlier? And um, kind of reflecting back on that. But I would say those are some of the hardest times. Um, otherwise, I mean, also I would say like as an intern going through with the pandemic, it's been, I think, a little harder to get to know the class. I mean, I still feel super close with everyone and we're all great friends, but um, we've had less social events. I mean, obviously, especially during the first half of the year, um, you still get super close to people being in the hospital, but um, I wish that it wasn't as limited uh, with, with the pandemic as getting to know sort of our class. Yeah, it was kind of a, that's a big limiter. Um, I think it's always tough when you, when you lose a patient, especially suddenly, um, and you don't have a great explanation and they, you know, sub 50 could have had yeah. a great life Being ahead of them. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, uh, you know, you're starting intern year and there's no really, there's no social event, so you don't really know everybody as well. And you don't have that, that personal net that's within the hospital. And you know your seniors, you know your team, but, um, you know, having somebody at the same level as you that you're close with and you're going through the same kind of mental burden together, um, it's tough without that. Um, and that, 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 that was very limited. I think for, yeah. for you guys. Yeah, and on, on the flip side of that, you told us about the darkest moment. What's been the most positive moments that you've had this past year? <laughs> oh gosh, there's a lot more of those. Um, I mean, they all kind of go back to just like hanging out with everyone in, in the residency. I mean, it's always about the people and it sounds so cliche, but like, it's so true. I mean, that's why you pick the program and, and that's, why, um, that's why working 60 hours a week isn't 
bad because you're with the people that you just like love to be around and um even though the days are long and and you know <laughs> it's it's difficult to kind of sit in the hospital for however many hours it doesn't matter because you go into the resident lounge and there's you know however many people hanging out in there and <laughs> playing uh, mario kart <laughs> overnight and um, binge watching netflix on your night shifts if you have the time and going out to eat together and um you know it, it just goes back to all the people um I could name a million events, but um, just definitely getting to make those relationships with my co-residents. Yeah, and I think that that is in some ways an encapsulation of the program that that I've experienced over my three years and now going into a fourth year. Um, if you had one word to, de- to describe the UICIM program, what, what would you say? Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> I would say one word. There's so many words that are coming to mind. <laughs> words are hard. Yeah, words, words are words are hard. Words you know, are hard. words are hard. It's early on on this, a Friday morning. You're only halfway through your coffee. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I still got a little bit to go. Um, just say like community. I mean it's you everyone is so friendly and so down to earth and I could ask someone who I may have never talked to in the program before anything in the hallway if I needed it and it wouldn't be weird like everyone's just so open and um and so helpful um yeah I would say community let's see what's your favorite way to learn by teaching teaching excellent yeah by teaching like chalk talk style or lecture style how do you like to teach Uh, i like to do chalk talk um i have like a handful of lectures i've been trying to tweak um just kind of like under 10 minute chalk talks about basic stuff um that's common in the hospital aki's heart failure arrhythmias Mm -hmm. things like that um and just asking them questions like that's how i teach um so just trying to get everyone to think broadly and make differentials based on you know chief complaints and um that's how i really solidify my own knowledge is by giving that to to other people and it kind of the repetition with the lectures helps a lot excellent and then uh question we're asking everybody um have you had that (laughs) moment yet where um you know the light turns on and you realize you can kind of handle whatever goes your way like i'm a doctor i got this kind of moment Ooh. <laughs> the coming of age moment to write a passage um <laughs> i don't know if there's been one moment um yet i definitely feel more confident than i thought i would maybe um I mean, it's being a doctor is very humbling. I mean, you you still make mistakes all the time. Um, I mean, it's they're not big mistakes; they're small things. But you know, it's every day is a learning experience. You know, you overdiarrhea someone, you you know, do all these small things. But um, I don't know if I've had my my coming into age moment yet. Maybe early next year. Yeah. There's still hope for me. There's still hope. There's, there's <laughs> definitely still hope for you. Yeah. For sure. There, there, there are going to be occasions where you just kind of thrust it in there and, you know, hey, kids, start swimming. You know how to swim. You're finding Nemo moment, will say, if you will. I will say in the, my most recent Mickey rotation, I got a central line on the first try, which oh, was definitely a, excellent. A, a coming into a moment type of situation. Never drop. Maybe never, that was never, my moment. Never, never let go never of the water. Never let go. Hashtag. It's a big lesson. <laughs> 
Um, I, I'm going to throw uh, the curveball that Marco, I don't know if he knows to expect it or not, but it's, it's, every, episode. It, it's every episode that where you get to, to flip the script and ask us one question. What would you like to ask Marco and I? Oh, all right. Um, Connor. Oh, boy. Me You're... first. You've been selected. Oh, Ugh, I feel like this is a comment. I feel like someone's asked you this before. Mm. But you're, I mean, you're like a UIC lifer. <laughs> why, why, why are you staying for another year? Ooh, good question. Um, and I think I've, I may have talked about this on. I yeah, mean, I Marco, wanna... Marco loves to bring up the fact that I bring up this story like every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, uh, I mean, the reason why I decided to stay on for chief year. Um, it first started M3 year of, uh, medical school. My first rotation, uh, of M3 year was internal medicine and on wards I had Dr. Pollock, Dr. Bernard, who was a, a former chief and Dr. Lewis, who was my second year clinical senior. And so they were all chiefs. Um, and so like I got very, um, very interested in becoming a chief from that experience. Um, and then... Kind of when residency started, I, I stayed at UIC largely because, like like you had talked about community, I really felt that UIC was a family, and I could just see that with how the the residents interacted, and um, it was a it was an environment that I I thought that I could do really well um, at, um, in addition to the educational value, and then staying on for chief year kind of just felt like natural um, in terms of. You know, I, I saw I had great role models um, before and, you know, also including uh, Dr. Borghetti and, you know, and Dr. Zar is, you know, the person that I aspired to be like. Um, so I thought that this would be the, the way to get there. Um, and so I I love UIC. Marco and I had very similar paths. UIUC for undergrad, UIC for med school, UIC for residency, and then UIC for chief residency. So um, it's been very uh, a very special experience to kind of go through it with him as well. So that's kind of why I decided to stay for fourth year. And I'm very excited about it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, Marco, what are you looking most forward to this year, whether it be something that you want to plan to do or something that you want to change? Uh, so we, 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 we answered this in the first episode. It was just me and Connor. All good. All good. <laughs> Rachel's apologizing. She would have no idea about it. Yeah. <laughs> the questions are secret. Um, yeah, they are secret. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I'm just looking forward to, to having normal, normalness, you know, um, we're we're slowly getting back into releasing, you know, mask mandates and people are vaccinated. Shops are opening up, restaurants are opening up, um, people are getting back together uh, in groups, and it's safe, and we know what to do. Yeah, and um, just looking forward to enjoying life again. Any final, uh, any final... Well, we got one more question. Oh, God, we have our... And oh, it's actually... I'm back up now? Yeah. Can yeah. you, <laughs> you only get one question. I thought it was done after I could... Yeah, yeah, you only no, get no, one no. question. <laughs> um, so it's actually the same question. Uh, what oh, are you wow. looking forward to in the future? That's usually Ooh, our last question. Love it. <laughs> Future-oriented. Yes. Um, so many things. Um, looking f- I mean, everything that comes with being a senior resident. Um, looking forward to bringing in the new interns and meeting everyone. Um, 
being on leadership roles and and you know some of the organizations here at UIC looking forward to that um you know looking forward to I mean everything after residency too I was able to get married this year that was uh (laughs) that was a task um to do during intern year but uh you find the time and um exploring the city of Chicago too now that things again like Marco just said are finally opening up I mean I've been living like right in the heart of the city and <laughs> even though the the walks on the river and the the lake are great you know it's exciting to be able to to go indoors to all these restaurants that I've been like waiting to try um so looking forward to again like some some normalcy um I think it will be really great for everyone's sort of like mental (laughs) mental health and um and physical too I mean just being able to to travel around too again it's exciting yeah excellent any final thoughts before we before we uh wrap up the pod (laughs) the pod um well I can't ask you guys another question we're gonna up, so. You're right. No more curveballs. <laughs> Only right. one curveball. We, we per can't episode. play tennis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I think that's uh, that's it. Excellent. Final thoughts. Let's see. Final thoughts. Um. No, it's another great episode. Another great episode. Are we are we playing on eight? Is that is that what we decided on? Uh, we got one more intern. Correct. Yeah, TBD. TBD. (laughs) TBD. Well, I I don't have any other final thoughts. Uh, Rachel, thank you for coming on. Uh, It was a great time as always. Uh, We'll we'll have these episodes out soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you.